it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not get indicted in the state of California last night. No, ma'am, Hunter Biden did. Hunter's a dirtbag. Well, the story is not about him because now, as we hear, 17 uh, years in prison happens to be on the table. Uh, that tells you the door remains open to other charges that could ultimately implicate his father. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. It is a mess for the Biden crime syndicate, and we are going to bring it to justice in this hour. 888 Nine nine one zero. If you want a piece of the action, we're going to be joined by Byron Donalds today. It's a big Friday. Superstar representative from the great state of Florida. Diamond Dave Landau will also weigh in as well on the state of comedy and the passing of the late, late great Norman Lear, uh, who brought us comedies like All in the Family and, uh, you know, Sanford and Son, which, of course, couldn't even be made today. They'd call it Sanford and Person. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. It really is. Uh, but the point is, we'll talk about all of that. Your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons, 888-788-9910. If you want a piece of the action. Also, the phone number. If you don't want a piece of the action. You're just another dirtbag. We got a few of those out there. But either way, be a Republican, be a Democrat. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a... <laughs> Boom! There it is. Happy Friday. Fired up. Uh, if you did not... If you did not uh, pre-order your book for the meet and greet tomorrow in Tyler, Texas, do it now. Uh, If you're going to come see me at Texas Music City tomorrow in Tyler, Texas, it's the one on Old Jacksonville Highway. I know there are two venues. Uh, Pre-order Cancer Culture Dictionary. Bring your receipt. Uh, The publisher has arranged uh, a series of inserts. I can customize them for you, autograph them for you, make them out to someone else. If you're buying it at Christmas gift, I will be happy to do so. So if you're coming to Tyler, Texas, buy a book, foxnewsbooks.com. Last night, we did not not, uh, know this when we left the airwaves, uh, but I was uh, now scheduled to appear on The Five today. I am filling in for Greg Gutfeld on The Five. True that. So uh, five o'clock Eastern time. It's Friday, by the way, and I'm not wearing a tie. Now I'm going like I'm in. I'm loopy. I haven't slept. I did 30 radio interviews this morning pushing my book so you wouldn't have to hear me push it all day. Uh, You know, I did Fox and Friends first at 5 a.m. The thing I did not do. Okay, was the Sean Hannity show last night. I got bumped by Sean Hannity at the last second. That's just how white folks will do you. Well, the reason he bummed me, though, is because there was breaking news. Hunter Biden got indicted, and the way he got indicted raises a lot of questions about his dad. Are you the big man, Joe? Oh, I mean, we know he is. Okay, understand it was as recently as 24 hours ago. That Joe Biden spoke to reporters about his son. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. We'll play the clip. And Biden at the time said what? He said it was all lies. My son's. But here it is. Clip eight. Can you explain to the Americans 
uh, to Americans admit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many I, of their lies. business associates? I did not. There's what? lies. You are so full of sh First of all, when Biden says it's all lies that he interacted with his son's business associates, okay, you understand, okay, that that, that is a lie. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, this has been proven, and we know it's been proven because Biden, they have since admitted that he talked to Hunter Biden's business partners. This started out as Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. He doesn't even have a business. <laughs> then it became, all right, Hunter Biden has a business. I don't know about this laptop deal, but I never spoke to his business partners. Okay, never, ever, ever spoke to his business partners, Hunter Biden. <laughs> then it became, okay, I called into his meetings on 22 different occasions, but it was only to talk about the weather. Okay, <laughs> clown stuff. You didn't call in as the vice president of the United States to your son's business dealings where he was selling foreign governments, foreign entities trying to do business with our country. OK, you didn't put your dad on the phone, OK, because they were curious about the weather in Washington. You put your dad on the phone because you were selling access to your dad. He knows what he's talking about. OK, but understand why this is an issue. Okay, because this story has been labeled a Republican story because it dates back to the 2020 election. But this story is an American story. You understand, number one, if the president of the United States is compromised, we're all compromised. Okay, number two, this kid wouldn't be getting money if his dad wasn't the president or even then the vice president. There is no market at a Ukrainian energy company. For a guy who did so much drugs, they threw him out of the Chateau Marmont. Okay, Hunter Biden got thrown out of the hotel in Hollywood where Belushi overdosed, where Jim Morrison lived. The guy from The Doors was enough of a model citizen that they let him stay. Hunter Biden had to go. I mean, can we really think about that for a second? But getting past that, knowing that's his pedigree. OK, the fact that a Ukrainian power company calls him up and is like, yeah, we want to put you on the board. OK, does he have any background in energy? What's whatsoever? The answer would be no. Not even a little. OK, Amish people know more about electricity than Hunter Biden. OK, but they called him and put him on the board and then they went to work negotiating deals with the United States government his father was a part of. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? And one of the charges that now remains on the table because of the tax indictment is that Hunter could be charged with failing to register as a foreign agent. Now, that is significant because it carries significant jail time. As it stands, Hunter's facing 17 years in prison. Now, these are federal charges. So the good news is Biden can pardon his son. They're not state charges. They're federal charges. The bad news is this case isn't going to happen before the next election. So Biden would basically need to win the election in order to maintain that pardon power. Unless, of course, this is a way to get Biden off the ballot with an assurance that they'll just get the kid a plea deal when the whole thing is over. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. I'm not saying that's the case. 
But if it is the case, it wouldn't be the first time the government interfered with this election to help out the Bidens. Here is Gary Shapley. He is an IRS whistleblower who, by name, went untestified under oath saying, hey, we were looking into the Bidens. They told us we couldn't look any harder. Hey, we wanted to bring certain charges, certain oversights, subpoena certain documents. They told us we couldn't. Okay, this guy said this on record under oath. And we were told, ah, come on, garbage, politically motivated. Who even knows? But with no sources, with no corroborating evidence, they were willing to tell you every day the, were, the walls were closing in on Russian collusion. Not all the walls are closing in. There's so much collusion, it's forget about it. Can we see the collusion? You know, that's what they were. Adam Schiff was like the guy who has the really hot girlfriend who doesn't live around here. Oh, you got to see all the collusion I'm finding. Well, can we? No, no, the collusion's on a modeling shoot. All right, maybe next week? Uh, it depends. Uh, you know, it's going to be fashion week. The collusion's going to be rock, walking the runway. Okay, the point is he didn't have anything. Okay, when it comes to Hunter Biden, we did have something before the election. The FBI corroborated this laptop before the election, and 51 former intelligence officials went on record writing a letter saying it didn't. Okay, that, so you understand, the reason this is an American story is because the Justice Department interfered in the last election. They interfered. And that is something nobody should be okay with because if whoever, whoever, okay, has that influence in our Justice Department can point it towards the side they need to beat, that is a very dangerous precedent for you and me. Now, some people go, so let me get this straight. Trump's Justice Department Helped out the Democrats? How dumb do you think I am? Uh, Really dumb if you don't see how that was possible. The establishment, the swamp, they hated Trump. Oh, my God, did they hate Trump. My Lord, how many of the investigations into Trump were, number one, leaked a billion times to try to embarrass him? Number two, we now know the investigations into Trump were made up out of thin air by the people who were trying to stage a soft coup. And get him out of office by firing Robert Mueller and creating the perception that there was a there there. The reason they were leaking so much of the Trump investigation is they wanted Trump to go nuts and be like, enough of this. I I can't have it anymore. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. At which point he fires Mueller and they go, see, why did he fire Mueller? Because the walls were closing in. He's Russian. It was made up by these sick people. Totally. Okay. It was the exercise in projection, foreign government meddling, foreign government influence that the Bidens are guilty of. And they killed the story in the run up to the election because they wanted Biden to win. Okay, we now know. Okay, again, this story was killed because they were like Hunter Biden business, Russian disinformation. No, you talk. No talky talky. We've got an election coming enough with the talky talky. We're not we're not doing that. Hunter Biden disinformation. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. That's what they said to you. And now we come to find out they were lying and they knew it. Okay, they interfered in the election. The 2020 election was not staged on legitimate grounds. Okay, they changed the rules. Okay, to juice turnout. They didn't steal the election. Let me be very clear. They just allowed us to vote in an unprecedented manner that made it a lot easier to turn out votes. Mail-in balloting, ballot harvesting, the postmarks, 
Ways we had never voted before because of security issues were now the norm, and we were told we were destroying faith in democracy by the very people who were interfering in the democracy by killing the Hunter Biden laptop story. So we went from, oh, there's no laptop, there's no business, to fine, there was business, but the president didn't talk about it. To fine, there was business, the president talked about it, but only about the weather, but he didn't make money. To fine, they had 96 shell companies, some of the money went to the president's family, but actually, the president just said he never talked about his son's business dealings once, ever, ever, ever. I mean, dude, seriously. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Here is the IRS whistleblower on record on CBS last night standing by his testimony. Clip number one. So we have the luxury of knowing what actually happened in this investigation. Uh, Mr. Weiss also said in his testimony that he asked for or talked to Maine DOJ about special charging authority, and he was told to follow the process. And, and then it goes through, down through the, uh, the process. And it goes, even though Attorney General Merrill Garland said a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney told Congress twice that, the Department of Justice talking point was that a Trump-appointed United States attorney was in charge, they made him go through two President Biden-appointed United States attorneys, both declining to uh, partner with him. And you're talking about attorneys in the Central District of California and then also here in Washington, D.C.? Yes, that's correct. Okay. It really is ludicrous. I mean, it's ludicrous. And even when you hear things like, oh, well, it was a Trump-appointed attorney, okay? Trump is appointing people, okay, from a pool that is largely establishment. Get some right, get some wrong. But you understand everything Trump is hiring in the swamp is from the swamp. Okay, yeah, he's brought in his outside people, and to be honest with you, he didn't do a good job, okay? Everybody Trump hired turned against him and got a book deal for doing it. I mean, that's true. This guy will say anything. But, I mean, I will say anything in that regard because it's true. But I'll also say that they robbed him in 2020 by interfering with the election. So Hunter Biden, who had no business, it was Russian disinformation, is now charged, okay, with tax evasion on a massive scale. Okay, you know how the Bidens like to tell us the rich need to pay their fair share. That's what they tell us. Oh, the rich need to pay their fair share. We're for equality in the tax code. Not even close. Okay, the Bidens are rich and they didn't pay their fair share. Okay, the God's honest truth is if we're going to look at what Hunter spent it on, uh, I actually give him like an A minus. I mean, <laughs> he spent the money pretty well. If you look at the breakdown, it was cars uh, and it was hookers. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> I mean, I, if you're going to give me $5 million from Ukraine, I'm going to go out of the town in my 20s. I got to be honest with you, Jenny. <laughs> it's uh, going to be a fair amount of cars, going to be a decent amount of hookers. The problem is they buried those charges in the run-up to the election, and now we have a corrupt guy in the White House who has no business being behind the wheel. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
There it is, Fox Across America. Here's the bigger problem for the Biden family. Catherine Herridge over at CBS News spelling it out, clip two. In the first page, I think the language is uh, that they describe him as a lobbyist. Lobbyists have to register under what's called FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a government way of saying that if you're working on behalf of foreign interests, you have to tell the U.S. government. In this case, the indictment spends a lot of time talking about Hunter Biden's business deals with the Ukraine energy firm Burisma. It also talks about his work with a Chinese energy firm, CEFC, and it also talks about his work with Romania. And that, to me, seems to leave the door open to potential fear of violations. I also would add that there has been some reporting. Subpoenas have been issued for his uh, his business partner, the president's uh, brother, James Biden, and that would go to the idea of a Farah, you know, working together, yeah. lobbying on behalf of foreign interests. Whoa. Come on, man. That is bad news. Jonathan Turley summing it up a little bit better. Clip three. There's a more serious problem here, and that is what the president knew of was not business dealings. It was corruption. That's what influence peddling is. The United States has pushed international agreements uh, to stop influence peddling in other countries. The United States believes it is a leading source of destructive corruption. And if the president knew that his family was engaging in that type of corruption, of course it's serious. Whoa. He should be behind bars. That's assuming, uh, you know, the president knew, which by and large it looks like he does. I mean, the guy called into Hunter's business meetings on 22 occasions. The guy who said, I've never spoke to my son about his business. Okay, not only do we know he spoke to his son, we know his partners. We know that he's golfed with his partners. We know that he's gone to dinner at Cafe Milano. Okay, we have the Devin Archer testimony that flat out said Joe Biden was the brand. They were paying Hunter. He was the go-between to get the money to Joe, which is why the money went through 96 different shell accounts. When was the last time you were engaged in a legitimate business transaction? And the guy was like, now, before I get the money, I need to send it through 96 different shell accounts before it gets to me. Okay, the minute you hear that, you go, oh, this guy's laundering money. That's exactly what they were doing to the guy in the White House. I keep forgetting I'm president. But he is. He's president. Okay, but he might not be for long because this is the highest level of corruption. Okay, and the Democrats will say, oh, it's Hunter Biden. It's political. If he wasn't Joe Biden's son, he wouldn't be in charge. No, let me correct you there. If he wasn't Joe Biden's son, he wouldn't be getting the money. Okay, but he was getting the money because he was Joe Biden's son and funneling it over to his dad. Now, understand, everything Joe Biden has said about the story has been proven a lie. What are the odds? What are the odds that he's lied about the first 99 things, but he's telling you the truth about the hundredth? I mean, is there anybody out there listening that still believes Joe Biden? Because if there is, I have one question. Are you stupid or something? You'd have to be. Okay, weapons grade Stupid. We'll talk more about it when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Now, you guys don't know this, but I just wrote a book that's available for pre-order right now. Shut up! Will you shut up? No, I'm serious. I don't mean to... I, I just want to remind everybody, because I know you haven't heard that at all this week. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. 
Okay. Well, the point is, if you're coming to see me in Tyler, Texas tomorrow or the following weekend at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, Palm Beach, you guys crushed it. There's two billboards up uh, declaring that both of the shows are completely and totally sold out. That is awesome. Thank you. Don't ever think I take that for granted. Like I come on here. I'm like, yeah, we got this sellout streak. It's amazing. That's amazing. But what's amazing about it is that it's our people, that it's us. It's our thing. I know. I feel like I know every one of you because I kind of do because we all have the same sensibility. And, uh, you know, one of the things we've been saying in our little crew uh, that the world is finally, finally catching on to is the fact that the president has to go. I mean, that is reality. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. I bring this up because Charlemagne the God, Charlemagne the God's a morning show host. He's not particularly funny, uh, but he's very talented. Uh, his head writer, Charles McBee, comes on this show quite a bit, opens up for me on the road once in a while. Love McBee. And I, I personally do like Charlemagne a lot. His show is more of like a biting commentary than it is a joke hour, uh, but he's he's a sharp guy and he pulls no punches. His show was the one where Kamala Harris uh, famously got into a dust-up with him because he asked Kamala who was really in charge of the country. It's like, Joe Biden's not the president. Come on, who's really running this thing? And Kamala got mad and cut the interview short. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! And why was she mad? Because it's obviously not her that's in charge of anything. Tell it like it is. Okay, it was also the show in 2016 where Hillary Clinton tried to pander to the black vote by claiming she carried hot sauce in her purse. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. And never forget that in 2020, this was where Biden famously told Charlemagne that black people had no say in their own blackness if they didn't vote for him. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Now understand, okay, Charlemagne, a year ago, said Joe Biden wasn't in charge. This guy's mentally not all there. He said that a year ago. It's a little more than a year ago. At the time he said it, I don't think he ever saw a world where Biden would be on the ballot again. But here we are. The Democrats have put Biden back on the ballot. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Well, he's less likely to leave now that his son's been indicted. Because federal charges mean daddy can help. If the trial happens before the election, daddy can help. Win or lose, Biden has until January 20th of 2024 to sit and maintain pardon power. Okay, if this trial happens beyond it, he better win this election. Because if not, his son could very well be going to jail. But here is Charlemagne the God taping The Daily Show last night before any of these charges were brought. Just saying what we have all known in our crew to be true for a long time. Joe Biden just shouldn't be president. That's all. Doesn't mean I need to hate the man. Doesn't mean I wish him any ill will there, but for the grace of God, go I. Okay? But you're watching Joe Biden, okay, say things like this. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you understand, that's a two-year-old clip. So what do you think he's going to look like five years from now? That can't be good. Seriously, five years from now. Think about where we're at now. We have a president that is clearly not all there. And you're going to tell me with a straight face we should do this for five more years? What, are you out of your mind? 
Okay, but here's Charlemagne basically saying as much. Clip nine. This is Biden's ego talking, okay? If you think there are other people who can beat him, step aside. I, I know he thinks he's got this in the bag, but the polls say otherwise. I want Biden stepping in to beat Trump the way I want him stepping in to defend me at a bar fight. <laughs> I appreciate you caring, but I don't like our chances. Uh, Biden's not getting any younger. He's not going to get any more popular, and he's not getting a new running mate. So please, Mr. President, give America the ultimate Christmas gift and step aside. Whoa, step aside. That's what he says. Give us a Christmas gift, step aside. The only problem for Charlemagne is December is the month where Biden celebrates Easter. So if you want the Christmas gift, you'll probably have to wait till April or May. I mean, the guy is a mess. You can't defend him. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But why is this so significant, independent of the Hunter stuff, independent of the low poll numbers? Many members of the black community, prominent members with massive following. Charlemagne's morning show, massive. He has a TV show on Comedy Central, very influential in the black community. Okay. Ice Cube, the rapper. My man O'Shea Jackson. Okay. Ice Cube has said, what the hell have the Democrats done for black America? Nothing. Okay. Barack Obama, to be clear was terrible for the black community on jobs. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. And he was worse on crime because he was leading the everybody's racist charge, which, of course, severed uh, and fractured the relationship between police and the communities that rely on them the most. And when you further that distrust, you make people less likely to cooperate with the cops. You make people less likely to give the cops the benefit of the doubt. And you inflame tensions in a way that makes every police interaction a volatile situation, even if it's for something as minuscule as pulling somebody over for, like, not using their blinker. Okay, the Democrats have created a world where they have more empathy for the criminal than they do for the victim. I mean, you really think about what they do now. Like, oh, a guy threw a woman onto the train. You got to understand, that guy had a rough childhood. Really? Well, the woman had a rough commute. She hit by a train. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that as heinous as this guy's childhood might have been, uh, it you know, he made it to work most days if he decided to show up and managed not to get hit by a train along the way. This woman didn't have the luxury of choosing. Someone chose for her. She got hit by a train. Okay, you think about how broken the compass is in society. When Jason Aldean sang Try That in a Small Town, people got madder at the guy singing about the need to stop violent criminals than they did at the actual violent criminals. What the hell is the world coming to? And if you remember when Charles McBee was on the show, when the Try That in a Small Town controversy broke, he said, hey, hey, I haven't really followed this. What are the white, woke people telling me to be mad at as a black man today? That's what he said. And I died laughing. It's like, what are the white people telling me to be mad at today? Because that's what the small town controversy was. Jason Aldean sang a song. A bunch of woke white people were like, that's racism. That's what it is. Everything woke turns to Including the Biden presidency. Because the Biden presidency ran on vote for me. The other guys are racist. That's vote for me. I say this. I play this clip so much on this show. Okay. Biden said the election was a battle for the soul of our nation. He claimed it was because Trump never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. Here is the clip of Trump doing exactly that. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Whoa, whoa! So I guess we have some issues? (laughs) No, No issues. 
The Democrats, we just pretend it doesn't happen. They live in their own world. But what Charlemagne is starting to understand, what other black people have understood for a while now, is the Democrats run on race. Hey, these guys don't look out for the black community. They're a bunch of racists. But the Democrats are the one treating them like an infantilized lesser than. When Georgia put out its voter ID law, a voter ID law that, just so you understand, okay, has resulted in the highest midterm voter turnout in the history of the state of Georgia. Highest turnout ever. Stacey Abrams still claims that's voter suppression. Stacey Abrams is full of Totally. Okay, but understand, Joe Biden called that voter ID law worse than Jim Crow. Jim Crow, an era when in the South, the Dixiecrats who were running things, Democrats, were using violence to discourage black people from voting, Joe Biden said that asking them for a voter ID in the modern era was worse than Jim Crow because black people are incapable of getting an ID. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. Jim Crow on steroids. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. I mean, but you understand why they do that. And this is what Charlemagne's trying to see through. They're calling everyone racist but while tweet, treating the black community like an infantilized lesser than. Ah, oh, you can't do it without the government. The other guys are racist. you got to let us handle it. We'll protect you. The other guys are racist. You don't understand. They're racist. So we're going to take away your cops even though we have security details. That's what we're going to do. That's what the Democrats were calling for. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the, the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. Defund. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. That's AOC. Why use the word defund? This is the word coming from the streets. AOC is a dope. You know, the streets where all the criminals are, where the drugs are sold, people are mugged and robbed, stores are looted. And we know the Democrats didn't really want to live in a world with no cops. Why? Because Cori Bush, who you hear in that montage, was caught spending $210,000 on armed security for herself. And do you know who worked on that security squad? Off-duty cops. But here is her explanation, her justification for why she should have armed protection. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. Straight circus clown. Defund the police because we're trying to save lives. Defunding the police would save lives the way taking the brakes off of cars would prevent car accidents. No more brakes anymore. The roads are going to be great. Don't worry about it. The brakes were racist. We don't need the brakes anymore. Police are the brakes, dude. Okay, but you understand black people like Charlemagne are seeing through the Biden presidency because the Biden presidency is a giant racial pander that's holding back the black community. The left weaponizes race. Whenever they're losing an argument. But the problem they have now is it's no longer working, which is why someone like Charlemagne says, give us a Christmas present and get Joe Biden a step aside. They don't want him to run again. You look at the black community. 
okay, for real, think about this, okay? Black community is stuck in trapped because of the teacher union, the teachers unions hold over the Democratic Party. The black community is trapped in failing inner city schools. By and large, if you can't afford private school, you go to a public school in a failing inner city school. Okay, where 30 percent of school kids can read at a grade level, 70 percent of the kids getting an education in this country right now can't read. Think it, they cannot read. But the Democrats oppose school choice. That's racist. That's some unfair or equity or some other word salad term. But what are they really saying? Hey, the teachers union gives us the most lobbying money. We can't let you out. Okay, you're trapped in these schools. So that's where we start with the education black children aren't getting. But you understand, because of the open border policy, we've now let 8 million people cross the border. But Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. But you understand, when they bring children into these countries and they wind up in sanctuary cities, inner city schools where the teacher-to-student ratio was already 40 to 1, which is about 20 more kids than it should be, Inner city schools are now about 65 to 1. And here's a news flash because the people crossing the border are now coming from all over the world. You're taking an overcrowded classroom. You're adding an additional 25 or 30 kids that don't speak English. What quality of education are they going to get in that class? The correct answer is zero. Zero education. And now that screws over the black kids that were already going to a failing city school. And it screws over a teacher who, to be honest with you, the vast, vast, vast majority of teachers want to teach. They want to help. They want to learn. They know how powerful it is to empower somebody to make a better life for themselves. My fourth grade teacher, Norma Germano, God bless her, great time. Uh, One day I was filling in on the five. I'm filling in for Guffeld on the five today, by the way. Five o'clock. You see me filling in for Guffeld. And I was uh, filling in for Guffeld on the five. And uh, I name dropped her because Dana had asked me what book made you fall in love with reading. And I said, in fourth grade, uh, Mrs. Germano read us a book called Where the Red Fern Grows. And uh, it was a phenomenal book, but out of nowhere, like two pages from the end, the kids hunting dogs get killed. And the whole class was like (laughs) horrified, crying, weeping. We're like, come on, Mrs. Germano. What do you do? Get her out. Get her out of here. But we love Mrs. Germano. Well, in any event. I name-checked her on the five. She happened to be watching the five. And she got in touch with me. And uh, through her, a couple of intermediaries, found my contact information. We have since spoke. Mrs. Germano, my fourth-grade teacher, was at the taping of my stand-up special. She's down in Florida somewhere now. But she moved or the Carolinas. I don't even remember. We were all slurring our speech at the bar. It was a mess at that after party. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. But fat, drunk, and stupid still has me retaining an appreciation for great teachers. I know you're out there. I know you care. But you're getting screwed by all of these open border liberals. And all of the people who think, you know, the Democrats are the party of the black community have used the government whether they intended to or not, to make life infinitely harder on the black community. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Going to be rapping with Byron Donalds in the next hour from the great state of Florida. His Florida State Seminoles go undefeated, win a Power Five conference. Did they make the playoff? Buckle up, Byron Donald's not going to be in the mood. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! He's not the only black man in America upset right now. Charlemagne the God says Biden needs to step aside. No more Biden. And uh, it's going to get worse. And the reason we know that is we're watching the Democrats start to play the race card harder. Jamal Bowman gets censured yesterday. Because he broke the law, pulled the fire alarm in Congress to obstruct a vote. That's what people are doing 30 years for in regards to January 6th, attempting to obstruct government business. Jamal Bowman does the same, breaks the law, pleads guilty to breaking the law. Here's Rashida Tlaib saying the Republicans are only doing it because they're racist. Clip 12. Your inability to govern is so obvious to the American people. Y'all can't even find enough Republicans to vote, uh, pass a budget. Or even keep a speaker. This is yet another attempt to silence a person of color in this chamber. We all see it. This is all about the fact that Representative Bowman calls out your hypocrisy. Leave him alone. (laughs) Get a grip. Do something that will actually improve the lives of the American people that you all represent. Vote no on this cheap political stunt. The guy broke the law. The guy pled guilty to breaking the law. The idea that he's being censured after breaking the law and admitting he broke the law. And she wants you to believe it's racism. That is offensive and it is not true. But if they're crying racism now, they're only going to cry it louder as the new numbers come in on their chances of retaining the Senate, the House, and the White House. They're desperate, man. It's gross. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you better believe it is. And we are fired up in this hour to bring you an embarrassment of radio riches. lot to get to, including breaking news that the University of Pennsylvania has just asked its president to step down after she failed to condemn anti-Semitism on the Hill. Get her out. Get her out of here. Sounds like they're getting her out of here. Plug in the Prius, charge it up, peel off your hate has no home sticker here, and hit the highway, hit the road. Uh, But batting leadoff before we get to that story, uh, some gentleman who's been hitting the road quite a bit, he went to Congress, he went to my stand-up show in Naples. The only place he won't be going is the college football playoff because they jobbed his Seminoles, superstar representative for the 19th Congressional District of Florida, Byron Donald's in the house. Hey, man. You know what, Jimmy? I was happy to come on your show till you said that. Now I'm upset. <laughs> Yo, but justice for FSU. I'm with you. What a scam, man. No, we got hoes. It, it, was, it was terrible. First of all, you know, this, this, the committee, or who I call the Russian judge, because that's who they are right now. <laughs> this committee, there's no way that Texas should have jumped Florida State in the polls. There's just no way. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Texas lost the game. Mm-hmm. They lost to Oklahoma, an mm-hmm. Oklahoma team that's not that good. Yep. That Oklahoma team lost to Oklahoma State, uh-huh. who's less, who's not even as good as the Louisville team that we beat for the ACC championship. <laughs> and we're undefeated, and they're saying, oh, we don't have our quarterback? Man, stop. Get out of here. And you know what, by the way? The fact that they don't have the quarterback shouldn't mean anything because Ohio State famously 
lost its quarterback, made it into the college football playoff, and that's the only title they won under Urban Meyer was their backup, Cardell Jones, caught fire and they won the national title. So that argument doesn't hold either. You're right. I think the fix was in, man. Look, what happened was, and, and I'm, they will never say it, but I know. What happened was is that when Alabama beat Georgia, they were like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. we have to put Alabama in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to put Alabama in mm-hmm. when Texas, who was right ahead of Alabama, beat Alabama at, on, on, at Alabama? Yeah. So they were like, oh, well, Texas looked good. Let's just put them in, too, mm-hmm. and then we'll drop Florida State to five. But Texas jumped four spots on the last day of the season, That's and so Texas right. was only ranked above Florida State for two weeks, and those are two weeks after they beat uh, Alabama, yeah. and then they dropped behind us after they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, I don't understand this. This makes no sense at all. Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. We're talking to Representative Byron Donalds about pressing issues facing the country. Uh, by the way, uh, I will shout out your district. What a night. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, if you you weren't representing that district in Congress. You, you'd never leave it anyway, right? No, I wouldn't. You know, it, it's funny thing is, is that when I travel the country, I, you know, and it, it's great places in America, awesome places, love everybody. But Southwest Florida is just different. It's Beautiful Southwest. place, awesome place, super relaxing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's home. Now it works. It, it works. I smoked a 64 Padron in your honor while I was down there. And, uh, you know, they brought me back to reality. I flew back at, like, this is the one thing about going on the road to do stand-up. Uh, amazing. You meet these crowds. You do these meet and greets. But you're back on a plane at, like, 5 in the m- five a.m. Like, it never happened. You know, it's like a time warp. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. re- it's really weird. Like, you're in and out of town. It's like you're a hitman or something. But, uh, you know, speaking of shady endeavors. So the president's kid gets indicted uh, federally uh, out in California. Uh, I've been yelled at be- because the rich need to pay their fair share. It, to start there, it doesn't sound like the rich are paying their fair share in the Biden house. No, they're not. They've been hiding. They've been hiding from the tax man for a long time. And what's worse is they've been hiding from the tax man with foreign dollars. Uh, that's what makes this thing so much worse. And but take a step back. People say, "Oh man, why are you talking about this money?" Uh, Joe Biden, you know, he wasn't doing these business deals. He wasn't doing the deals per se, but they were using his name, and he knew that it was going on. And yeah, he was getting money on the back end. So Hunter and Jim were the ones out there doing these deals, and here's the real truth. They probably would have got away with it if the son wasn't a crackhead and just a dummy. If the son wasn't a crackhead, they might have got away with the whole thing. But, you know, look, here's the reality, Jimmy. These charges that were filed yesterday would never have happened if House Oversight wasn't investigating the Biden family deals because the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland had this crap deal, this sweetheart deal where they were going to bury all these tax charges uh, on a, under a misdemeanor, and they were also going to bury a violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a felony, by the way. They were going to bury that under some dumb gun charge against Hunter Biden. And the only reason that all of that got blown up was because House Republicans were investigating and telling the American people exactly what the truth was. We found whistleblowers who confirmed that, and then there was a federal judge who looked at the deal and was like, this deal is trash. I'm not signing this deal. And that's what brought us to where we are today. It's incredible. We're talking to Representative Byron Donalds in the 19th Congressional District of Congress. And it is the ultimate elections have consequences moment because, 
you know, the truth is the fact that they did try to bury this also on some small scale shows you the lengths they went to in 2020 to make this story go away. And I think that's the larger point I've been trying to make to people listening to the show is uh, this isn't a Republican story. It's an American story. Okay, they tried at the tippy top to interfere in the election by making a story that was damaging to a Democrat go away. And it took taking back the House in the midterms to change that, which is a reminder to people to get out there and vote. But my goodness, man, because you know this. When the guy, if a guy lies about everything, so Biden started out with, all right, I never talked to my son about his business. We know that's a lie. The laptop's not real. We know that's a lie. If they're lying about the first two or three things, there's no way they're not lying about the last thing, which is did you make money off of this? Would you agree with that? Not only do I agree with it, Jimmy, we got the checks. There was So there was $5 million from a company called CEFC. Mm-hmm. CEFC is a Chinese front company, yep. okay? The, the CEFC wired $5 million into a company that is controlled by Hunter and Jim Biden, okay? Mm-hmm. On that day when the wire was transferred, there was about six, 600000 that was moved from that account to the personal account of Jim Biden, the president's brother. On the same day, the president's brother wrote a check for $200,000 to Joe Biden and called it loan repayment. (laughs) We we, we got the money flow. We see where it goes from the Chinese to the brother and the son and to Joe Biden himself. He's been lying the entire time. And now the truth has finally come out. And and real quick, let's go back, because you mentioned a good thing about how how they interfered in the election with the phony story about how the the, the laptop was Russian disinformation. Mm -hmm. The person who led the charge on that lie was Anthony Blinken, who's the current secretary of state. So Tony Blinken's the guy that organized these 51 intelligence community officials saying that the laptop was Russian disinformation. The press runs with that like, oh, well, 51 officers said it's Russian disinformation. This is true. The social media companies were taking down the New York Post story in the middle of an election saying we're not letting this story get out. This is Russian disinformation. And all of it was a lie to protect Joe Biden. To stop Donald Trump. All of it was a lie. That is fascinating. We're talking to Byron Donalds. And that's a scam. I mean, that's the referee swallowing the whistle on a game-changing pass interference call. But what's crazier is they oh, helped— you mean like what, Oh, you mean like what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, listen, I'm sorry. Listen, the Ken- Kansas City Chiefs are having plenty of fun. They got Taylor Swift and all her fans parading around the locker room. I have no sympathy for the Chiefs. You do remember we live in New York right now where the Jets are and Giants are like a combined 7-20 and 20 right now. Yeah, but man, come on, man. That, that was pass interference. No, it the was. The Chiefs should have won that game. No, 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 no question. But the, pa- the, the Chiefs can't catch a pass anyway. I mean, but again, being here in New York where the Jets actually lost the father-son game this year, I can't really judge, you know. Well, Jimmy, you also know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to go back in time for some people. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yep. I've been in suffering. I've been in suffering <laughs> for, for, for since 1995, okay? <laughs> there was a play where Des Bryant, we were in, oh, we were in, we were in Green Bay. It was a catch, Jimmy. <laughs> it was a catch. It's still a catch today. Shout out to Des Bryant and Tony Romo. It was a catch. Dylan, Dylan, anyway, well, well he didn't up. complete his celebration dance. I'm like, what what kind of football move do they need him to make? No, you're a thousand percent a catch. By the way, so you know this, uh, I am uh, I'm on tour in Texas this weekend. I'm going to the Cowboys Eagles game Sunday night. How about that? 
Ooh, Jimmy, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a good game. Do it's a big would... game for Dak Prescott. He's got to show. He's got to show up. Yeah, he does. This is a money game. Then the last piece of advice I'll ask you because you know things. Okay. Uh, Lincoln Fela is a little bit of a troll. He's actually a Steeler fan because when you're a young kid, if you have older brothers, they kind of you know they kind of curate your pop culture sensibility. Lincoln doesn't have older brothers, but he has older cousins, and they were Steelers fans. So he became a Steeler fan through no fault of mine. But getting past that. As a little bit of a troll, he wants to wear a Jalen Hurts jersey to AT&T Stadium. Um, will AT&T Stadium dump a beer on the link, man? Like, Because in Philly, if you wore the visiting team's jersey, they'd beat you up. I know that. Uh, but is, would Dallas give him a pass, or is the link man coming home with a shiner that's not from me for once? Well, I mean, look, Dallas will give him a pass because this is not Philadelphia. You know, if he was in Philadelphia wearing a Dak Prescott jersey, I don't know what would happen to him. <laughs> but, you know, I might have to call some people down at AT&T Stadium because this is unacceptable. <laughs> we cannot allow this. Cannot, <laughs> we cannot allow this. Wielding and, your congressional influence. <laughs> not in a billion-dollar playpen, baby. This can't go on. All right, we'll talk about it because I don't want to get kicked out of Jerry's world. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it's a lot of That's fun right. down there. Then Jerry won't take me to the adult establishments. I can't have that. Well, you, you you can't put that on Jerry Jones. You don't know that happens. That. <laughs> Jerry Jones is an upstanding member of society. Yeah, all right. you need to lead. You need to stop. Byron Donald just fake news to the host on his own show. I love it. Um, <laughs> keep playing good ball, man. Ho 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 to the Donalds family. If I don't see you before then, all right, man. All right, brother. Merry Christmas, Jimmy. Merry Christmas, America. You're damn right. Ho ho ho. Byron Donalds, the great Byron Donalds, uh, from the 19th congressional district of Florida. It is the nicest place. But Naples, Florida, oh, take a bow, girlfriend. I Oh, my goodness gracious. I, um, woo, in performing in Naples, we got to do four sold-out shows. They were just so rowdy, so wonderful. But every day I was down there, there also wasn't any humidity, which is a rarity. You know, Florida gets humid. Um, but we, uh, by we, I mean me and the voices in my head. Uh, you know, I went and smoked a 64 Padron. And I've got three of them coming to me, courtesy of one of our listeners named Clay, who uh, Clay, you know, some of you met Clay or you see him on Twitter, uh, brought me three stogies uh, to the Carson Nugget last weekend. And uh, they're my favorite cigars anywhere in the world. Uh, they are phenomenal. And uh, one of our Fox Cross America listeners gave them to me. And uh, I had to have them mailed back to me from Nevada to New York. And if they, in fact, showed up to my house today, I will be smoking one in East Texas tomorrow. Uh, but either way you slice it, East Texas, we are coming to your world. Uh, what we're not doing, as Byron Donalds was saying, is buying anything, anything, they, they are telling us in the Biden administration about this Hunter deal. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Okay, like this is an announcement. This is an official announcement. You've heard me say this before, like, well, that would constitute election interference or, you know, they interfered in the election, you know. And I always say, you know, I'm always willing to update my position based on new developments or new information that comes our way. I just want to have the fairest conversation I can have with you. I want to have the most sober analysis and let you form your own opinion. I want everybody to feel comfortable disagreeing with me because this is a talk show. It's not a everybody has to see a Jimmy's way or you're gone show. That's not what we're doing. A lot of people do that in syndication. They get these big shows. They think they're big, powerful people. They take themselves really seriously. You've got to do what I say. Wrong. No, you don't. The guy's a talk show host. Okay. I'm not here to own the libs. I don't even want to rent the libs. A lot of you are annoying. <laughs> if the lib's over and I get yelled at for cultural appropriation because I made salsa and I'm not Mexican. Like, I, who wants to hang out with these people? It's insufferable. Oh, God.
But the point is, on a show where I'm just trying to be fair, where I'm just trying to share my views and let you do what you want with them, okay, this is an official update now. This was an official update. The 2020 election was a complete and total scam. I agree with that. Total scam. Okay, I'm not telling you it was stolen. I don't have proof that they stole it, but they interfered with it. They changed the rules so we could vote in an unprecedented manner. I mean, to give it to you this way, if the 2020 election took place in 2016, it would be considered stolen. If it took place in 2012, it would be considered stolen. If it took place in 2008, it would be considered stolen because it wasn't legal in those prior elections to ballot harvest. It wasn't legal to let a whole entire state mail in their ballots if they wanted and have them counted and postmarked after Election Day. After Election Day. Ballots are showing up in the mail. We don't know when it was postmarked, but it's racist if you don't count it. That's what they did. They used racism and COVID to change the rules of the game. And, of course, those rules favored the Democrats. And along the way, they blocked a story about the president's son peddling influence, something he's now on the verge of going to jail for. They told you it wasn't true. Well, it is true. Okay, they interfered in our election. And if you think that's good for you because you're a Democrat and your guy won, you're an idiot. Because if this becomes the status quo for how we conduct elections in this country, we're not going to have elections for a heck of a whole lot longer. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And a shout-out to Byron Donald. I do mean it when I tell you Naples, Florida. Wow, it really was. He's in, like, the nicest district in the world. Uh, I will likely be back down there uh, in the spring or the summer. A lot of the venues you go to that you like, uh, you will frequent a second time or, you know, even continuously. Some of the venues I play, I now play, like, yearly, like the Carson Nugget. Uh, I even go up to Utica. I go up to WIBX uh, once a year. That's stupid! Use your common sense. Shall stop. I mean, you know I love IBX, and I do love it up there. Uh, I bring this up as a point of mentioning that my tour dates for the spring, okay, basically I am off the road completely in January and most of February. But March, April, May, I'll be on the road every single weekend. There you go. Including including the dates that got postponed in Idaho Falls and Helena, Montana. Both of those shows are back on the schedule. Uh, we will announce an on-sale date for them next week. Uh, if you already bought tickets, you got nothing to buy other than a funnel for all the beer you're going to drink to get through my act. Uh, but right now, the toughest act to get through is the one being performed on college campuses. We're going to spend a little bit more time on that uh, in the remainder of this hour, if only. Because I want everybody out there uh, who couldn't get into Harvard to be glad that they didn't get into Harvard. Everybody who couldn't get into Penn or Cornell or any of these other schools, I have never been prouder than I am right now that I went to community college and majored in Super Mario Brothers. Seriously, okay? They didn't put me $500,000 in debt, and they didn't teach me to hate the country. Community colleges are phenomenal. You get transferable credits, you don't get the debt, and they're not sitting there trying to tell you you're oppressed all day. They're trying to prepare you for the real world. Okay, and to be honest with you, the real world we're starting to inhabit where people do 
get out there in the Democratic Party and try to make everything about grievance. Nobody wants to live that way, which is why it's ultimately going to become a relic of the past. We're tired. We're tired. We're tired of being held hostage by the people with hurt feelings. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Mainly because these people don't have feelings. They have an insatiable need for attention, and they'll do anything they can to get it. We're placating the worst amongst us. I will explain how, I will explain why, when we come back right here on the high-flying, death-defying, internationally renowned, keto-approved. It's approved by keto. This is healthy. You could lose weight. I'm making that part up. Look at me. I am not losing weight. You're killing yourself the way you eat, you all fat f- Look at you. Yeah, believe me, you think I need to know? You know it's bad when you get to the makeup room and the first thing they do is hand you a pair of Spanx. <laughs> Wait, what? I th- thought we were just doing a little powder under the eyes, and they're like... That boy is a P-I-G pig. All right, well, I guess I'm sucking it in on the five today. Back after this. reality with a bit of insanity it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. oh there it is back in action on a big friday in the greatest country in the world fox across america with your radio buddy jimmy Fallon. diamond dave landau is around the corner uh he is seeing me off i am of course departing to east texas me uh heading down to ktbb uh we will be at texas music city on old jacksonville highway in tyler texas And if you are pre-ordering a copy of my book, Cancel Culture Dictionary, uh, you can bring that receipt to the meet and greet. You can get your copy autographed because we will be giving you an insert courtesy of the publisher that slides right into the book. It's all custom made. Uh, And that is going to do it at least in this hour for the book promotions. Yeah, you might get one or two more. I'm trying to move product, girlfriend. Uh, But right now, uh, they are trying to move. The presidents of several prominent college universities. Man, oh boy, oh man. Uh, A conversation we've been having on the show all week long. It is so fascinating, so fascinating, that every one of these college campuses that spent the last five years telling us we were racist happened to be racist. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, you understand. Okay, a donor to the University of Pennsylvania. Okay, a guy by the name of Ross Stevens has withdrawn a $100 million donation. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem if you're the University of Pennsylvania because you understand the colleges don't care about any of these causes the students are taking or not taking. The college has one goal every single day. Money, 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 money. That's why the college doesn't care. When the students are having a protest over student loan forgiveness, because here's a newsflash, the colleges still get paid. That's true. That is true. Student loan forgiveness doesn't actually forgive the loan. It just makes other people pay off the college. That's not right. No, it's not. And it also drives up the cost of college even higher. Okay, because it's a license from them to charge whatever they want, because if the student debt crisis gets big enough, they expect the government to step in and pay for it. And that's what's happening. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings and your retirement. So you understand the colleges are completely unmoored. They don't have principles. They don't actually have values. When they say hate has no home here at Yale. Yeah, apparently neither do the Jews. 
Okay, if you saw some of the university presidents testify in the last week, maybe from Penn or maybe from Harvard, okay, what they were saying is despicable because there are certain questions, and this is why the donor was withdrawing support. There are certain questions that don't deserve a do-over. But what we're seeing right now is these university presidents are issuing, uh, you know, apologies. Okay, sorry, at the time I was being questioned. We were in a contentious back and forth. The moment kind of distracted me. That is a lie. Of course it's a lie. Because there are certain questions you don't get a do-over on. If you're hiring a babysitter and you go, hey, you're going to keep this kid safe? And they go, no, I'm going to kill it. You don't actually, like... Let me ask you that again. No, no, no. You actually just move on to another babysitter. That is correct. Okay. You don't allow them to call you back the next day and go, hey, uh, yeah, sorry yesterday when you were interviewing me for the babysitting job. I said I was going to kill it. Uh, You know, upon reflection, I know I was a little bamboozled by the question. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to kill it, so I'll stop by at 3 to pick up the baby. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? You're going to say, I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. You don't get a do-over on certain questions. If a university professor who spent five years telling us Halloween can't happen because it's culturally insensitive, If that professor allows for calls for genocide on their campus and then tells us, well, it depends on the context. I mean, is the genocide on a Friday between the hours of three and six? Because, you know, it's, you know, end of the week, you got to blow off some steam. The point is there are questions that only have one answer. Is genocide good? No. That's it. But they couldn't get it right on the first try. Get her out. Get her out of here. And that's why they have to go. These donors that are withdrawing money, ultimately, if they continue to do so, will get these university presidents fired. But the point is, it should not be a resignation. It should be a firing. And it shouldn't require more donors. Because if more donors withdraw support, at which point they fire these professors, then they're flat out admitting it was only about money. Okay, if you have any principle right now, you fire them. And oh, by the way, you might even save yourself a little money along the way. Okay, understand that this is the way this game is played. The Democrats have spent the better part of the last 10 years telling you anyone who didn't agree with them is a racist. And they got their way in society, not because everyone was like, whoa, you know, we just over elected a black president twice with overwhelming majorities. But apparently, even though 76 percent of white people voted for the guy, apparently they were on like some kind of prescription and it wore off at midnight. And now they're all back to being racist, okay? Some people were dumb enough to think of the world that way or something. I don't know. But because the Democrats spent the last 10 years actually telling us everyone was racist, yes, most people saw through it, but it was still effective because people would rather not get screamed at. People would rather not have protesters surrounding their business, throwing bricks through the windows, charging them with genocide, as they did to the store owner in Philadelphia over the weekend. That was disgusting. But you understand the people out there calling for an infatata against the Jewish community are the ones who preside over the very campuses that told us we have to coexist. Hate has no home here. This is a safe space. Finals are coming. Get yourself a coloring book, Snookums, to deal with the stress of finals. Hey, we brought in some puppies to pet to deal with the stress of finals. What do you bring in for the kill the Jews people? I mean, seriously, the the Jewish students are very stressed. What do you bring in? Because a color book ain't going to get it done, candy pants. And neither is a puppy. And I'm pretty pro-puppy as guys go.
Here is, and this is crazy. Okay, if you follow the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, they advise the White House. They advise the White House. Okay, here is Nahad Awad of CARE, leader of the group, that advises the White House, okay, telling the world that he was happy to see what the Palestinians did on October the 7th. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Clip 22. I was happy to see people breaking the siege and throwing down the shackles of their own land and walk free into their lands that they were not allowed to walk in. The people of Gaza have the right to self-defense. I mean, come on. This guy's a serious ass. The people of Gaza, let's be clear, they do have the right to self-defense. The only problem is they weren't engaged in self-defense. The people of Israel were engaged in a dance party. It was a rave, okay, where people were listening to music and dancing. The people from Gaza paraglided over the wall and started killing everyone in sight, trapping families in their homes and lighting them on fire, putting babies in ovens. Okay, does that sound like self-defense? The answer would be no. But you understand these college professors who see the world through the lens of skin color because that's how they get their way. Vote for us or you're racist. Climate change. It's it's uh, it's we need climate reparations because it's disproportionately harming people of color. There's no such thing as climate change. It's a scam. It's something they use to scare gullible people into giving them money. Pay up, suckers. And I only know that why, because number one, nobody has any data whatsoever to support climate change. But number two, nobody has any data to support the fact that we can control the weather. Bingo. We can't control the weather, Snookums. Cannot do it. We don't have a button. Believe me, if we can control the weather, we're doing a lousy job in New York City right now. My goodness gracious. Although the cold is better because we can't smell the city that way. But understand, here's even Rashida Tlaib from Michigan telling you that anti-Semitism is being weaponized. And it's that moment, it's that word, weaponized. In the the language of identity politics, what does that mean? Oh, they're using the system against the brown people who keep saying it's time to kill the white people. You know, time was you could say it was time to kill the white people. No one gave you a hard time, but they're weaponizing it against us because of our skin color. Nobody cares about your skin color. It's about what you're vowing to do to the other people. And intifada means kill every last Jew. Okay? There's not a skin color out there. They're like, hey, uh, Jimmy, uh, I've got a guy in the line who wants to kill every last Jew. I'm, I don't ever ask Mikey, what color is he? Before before you do or don't put him through, what's his background? There is no context. Okay, but here is Rashida Tlaib, clip 24. All those that, uh, you know, from college students to those in the workplace, I'm getting the calls of people being uh, pushed to silence, being bullied. Uh, Some people weaponizing uh, anti-Semitism in a way to silence voices. All of that needs to stop. You know, Americans have a right to speak up. Americans have a right to to the institutions they work at or the people that represent them to say, look, this is my opinion. I believe you should support X, Y, and Z. Uh, Again, we have to be able to make sure that 
as we look at all these forms of hate, that it is not being weaponized in a way to silence voices like myself and our, you know, many of the voices that are here. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Okay, that's a good question to ask her. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Because she doesn't have one. I think he's got a point. Okay, they're weaponizing anti-Semitism to silence voices like mine. Okay, you're calling for the killing of all Jews. You're excusing a group that put 41 babies in an oven. Okay, that's not protected speech. And when you hear this apology I'm going to play you from the University of Pennsylvania, saying, I'm sorry, I should have said calls for genocide of Jewish people are evil. What is she admitting to that she didn't say calls for genocide are evil, meaning she didn't say it. It didn't happen. I got to be honest with you. You don't get a do over on this question. You're out. Okay, here it is. Clip 25. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's you evil. are so full of plain and simple. <laughs> Play it again. You are so full of because why is she saying that? Because she thought at the time she'd be okay. Wrong. Why did she think that? Because colleges no longer tell people how to think. They tell them what to think. And because they tell them what to think, she is surrounded by one ideology, an ideology that is rampantly anti-Semitic. Okay, and that's why she's being forced to apologize, because she spent all of this time calling for an end to racism. But what she didn't understand is she doesn't need an end to racism. She just needs a mirror. He knows what he's talking about. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I will be your TV buddy today at 5 p.m. I'm filling in for our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, on the 5. So if I look like I'm, you know, you've met me in person, I'm about six foot one. But if I look 6'6 six, six today, it's because I'm sitting in Gutfeld's booster seat. Uh, but it'll be a banger. going to be a big one. We're excited. Uh, but right now, I am here with you talking on the radio about the rampant anti-Semitism on college campuses around the country. And uh, man, oh boy, oh man, what you understand is this stuff, the people who are on the campuses calling for the death to all Jews, you know, they were the ones, again, saying we can't have Halloween because it's culturally insensitive. They were the ones who said Riley Gaines can't show up to campus and say that men shouldn't be swimming against women because that's hate speech. But they feel perfectly entitled to call for the death of all Jewish people. Little bit of a contradiction there. Got to be honest with you. Okay, but understand... These people are the ones who wind up in the White House. 
big elite colleges, Ivy League schools, that's where the White House interns come from. These are the people that actually influence White House policy. Okay, and these are the people in the White House that were calling for a ceasefire in Israel this week. Okay, the White House interns are demanding to have a say in policy. Okay, that's what they have. Traditionally, if the White House interns wanted to say in policy, they would get a response from the White House. It would be you or go yourself. Okay, but the point is. They feel entitled to say this because they've been told by big academia in these bubbles, these ideological bubbles that are college campuses, that you need to live your truth. You've got to live your truth, Snookums. Guys, there's no such thing as your truth or my truth. There is only the truth. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And the truth is, yes, these colleges are anti-Semitic, but the larger truth as it pertains to the White House is we need a button called Who asked you? Seriously, who the hell ever campaigned in the history of the country going, vote for me and I'll do what the White House interns tell me to do? And I don't doubt that White House interns have had say over presidents in the past. I'm Hillary Clinton and I approve this message. Okay, but Bill Clinton wasn't using Monica Lewinsky for foreign policy. He was using her for a humidor. I believe that together we can make America great again. But here is John Kennedy on Sean Hannity talking about the interns, clip 32. They have been taught. Biden's lost his marbles. We know that many of our young people believe in uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and the right to kill Jews. And they don't see the inconsistency in that. They don't see the irony in that. And I think the reaction of most fair-minded Americans to that position, certainly my reaction, is pass me the sick bucket. If I were President Biden, I would call all of my interns in and tell them I'm sorry they're upset. They should go buy an emotional support (laughs) Go buy an emotional support pony. Ah. Woo! But it's true. But that's who these people are because they get their way by saying they're upset. Hey, White House, we're upset about He's Gaza, a lousy dad, but so he's give right. give us our way. That's what they do. They wield victimhood. That's the world we're living in. That's what my book is about, the age of incentivized victimhood. Okay, incentivized victimhood empowers the worst people. Because they realize instead of contributing to society, they can try to tear down things that currently exist and demand something better for themselves in return. Hey, I don't like that statue. Even though that guy lived in a time where we didn't have the same values we do today. No, we're not putting up a plaque that notes the difference. No, no. It's statue comes down. I'm oppressed. I want a promotion. And that's what we're doing right now. Okay? We are empowering the worst people among us okay but the buck is stopping because everybody knows the truth democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas live from everywhere usa it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. oh girl you bet it is We are fired up to close this week in style. Final hour 
of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We are going hard. Diamond Dave Landau, superstar comedian, comedy super hunk. That's how they describe him, at least the ladies and some of the fellas. Let's not kid ourselves. He is going to stop by for a grown-up talk about a loss we all suffered this week, whether you realize it or not. The late, great Norman Lear uh, made it uh, to the one-century mark uh, and still died way too young, in my estimation, because he made the type of comedies that impacted not only generations of Americans but gave us something uh, called escapism, gave us comedy, you know, completely, completely filter-free comedy like All in the Family, you know, Sanford and the Jeffersons. Shows that dabbled in a lot of racial humor. I'm not going to lie. What the hell did you just say? But what did we do as a country? We laughed because we knew the difference between a joke and a hate crime. Correct the mundo. The God's honest truth is most of us still do. Uh, but something we're going to celebrate in this hour is no, not the people that might get offended or want a trigger warning or a safe space. Shut up. Jokes are supposed to be treated like a buffet. Okay, if you see a joke you like, you throw it on the tray. If you don't like the joke, you keep walking to the next set of tongs. Don't worry about what the guy's throwing on his tray behind you. We all get our own tray. But nowadays, in the age of cancel culture and the outrage mob, people see a joke they don't like. Okay, they don't just keep on walking, they stop and they argue with the chef. That's true. That is true. How dare you serve that joke in this establishment? And never mind if 99% of the customers like it. I don't like it! Back in the day, anybody who tried to hold up your comedy, your music, I don't like the music show. Jason Aldean wants to stop violent criminals. Get him out of here. Get him out. This is the thing about cancel culture a lot of people don't understand. Okay. Yes, it's a product of social media's existence, okay? But cancel culture existed before we had social media. We had a word for these people. They were called losers. Bingo. Losers that would show up to wreck your fun and make it all about them because they didn't like something. I don't like the lyric in that rap song. I don't like what the comedian said. Comedy's about punching up, not punching down. Shut up, will you? Shut up! Comedy. Comedy? Comedy. It's about being funny. He knows what he's talking about. And it doesn't matter, okay, as long as you're doing it from a place that's not malicious, joke about whatever you want. There's actually a phrase. It's called gallows humor. Gallows humor. People who were being tortured to death used comedy as a way of entertaining themselves. As they sat there shackled at the wrists, hanging in a dungeon, okay, hey, this food's terrible. And such small portions. You know, just stupid things. Things to entertain themselves. Things to cope with the grief they were feeling. The torment life can sometimes dump on you. That's what comedy's there to do. Whether your life's going good or bad, comedy is an escape. It's a chance to unplug from your responsibilities. It's a chance to take the power away from your torments by just laughing senselessly, which is the whole point of being alive. I say this every day. If you die tomorrow, you're just going to wish you had more fun today. So the reason we salute a guy like Norman Lear, I know this isn't the top headline, okay? The Bidens are about to take a perp walk out of the White House. Are you the big man, Joe? I mean, we're not quite to that level, but his son has just been indicted on more federal charges in California. Hunter's a dirtbag. But if you're a Democrat, today's a day being able to laugh at yourself might help you. Just the same as if you were a Republican. Every day of this administration is a 
good chance to laugh at yourself if you're not too busy laughing at the president. Biden is such a disaster. I mean, listen, in the history of this country, we've never had a worse president. Okay, Joe Biden does not govern like our 46th president. He governs like our last president. So the fact that we don't have the common culture of comedy in the way that we used to, it's it's sad to me, man, in a weird way. Like, I watch, it's funny, I watch a lot of The Tonight Show. I watch a lot of, like, Johnny Carson roasts, you know, the old Friars roast. I watch a lot of Johnny Carson interviews. And I like, I watch it because, like, for me, it's like it really is an outlet because I just go back to this other world where, you know, I started watching The Tonight Show when I was in fifth grade. I had a teacher, Mrs. Pascana, who was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm it's really funny. She's like, you should start watching The Tonight Show. I'm serious. You should watch it. I'm telling you, you could host one of those shows one day. Wrong. Okay, whatever. That's what she said. She was probably day drunk. It was Levittown. What do I know? You know, come on. But the point is, she told me to start watching those shows and get into showbiz. And I I believed her, you know, because I watched it. And the only reason I believed her is because I wanted to do it. It looked so much fun. And they didn't care. You There's no, when you're watching The Tonight Show in 1982, there's no stigma in the room. They're just there to laugh. Everybody knows they're there to laugh. The celebrities are half in the bag. The most jarring thing about old late-night shows is how many cigarettes they smoke on the air on a live TV show. <laughs> like, people are, like, chain-smoking on the set of The Tonight Show. It's bananas. Okay, now they don't even let you smoke in the house, in your own house in New York City. What the hell is the world coming to? But again, is that freedom? The answer would be no. But the government has succeeded in taking away a lot of our freedoms. Because they've divided us with things like cancel culture. They've divided us with things like weaponized censorship. And it leaves us fighting each other harder than we're fighting our common enemies, which is why the government is taking away so many of our freedoms. Again, if the speech ain't free, you ain't free. Norman Lear made All in the Family with Archie Bunker at a time when the speech was very, very, and I mean very free. This could be a problem. I mean, it'd be a problem if it was made today. All in the family would be called all in the jail cell. Okay, but understand, we consumed it back then. Multiple, okay, generations consumed it and laughed at it because they knew the jokes weren't hate crimes. Society would benefit so much, so much, if someone could do a TV show the way you and me do a radio show. This show's amazing in terms of its motive and in terms of how it's distilled. You don't have to agree with the points. No, who cares? You're not my enemy. You're just an American. You're on my team, whether you agree with me or not. So you're the defense, I'm the offense. Great. We have a team we've got to play. Those are our common enemies. That's how America works. Believe me, if you had a big TV show that had this sensibility, it would be the greatest thing that ever happened to the country. Because right now, the country has no common culture. Everything has been made divisive because we've injected politics into it, okay? Think of how sports used to rally the country together. George W. Bush threw out the greatest first pitch in the history of the World Series, in the history of baseball. In the aftermath of September 11th, Game 3 of the World Series, 2001, I was in the upper deck, sitting in a seat that, i got to be honest with you, was a lot higher than the ticket broker told me it was going to be. That's just how white folks will do you. Seriously, turns out when he said, these seats have a great view. He forgot to mention it was of Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, they have a great view. You'll be eating a Milky Way in the Milky Way. I mean, it's bananas. But anyway, I was there. And George Bush threw out a first pitch in the aftermath of 9-11 at a time when we were afraid to gather in large groups when a lot of the country was still shut down, okay, and people were really freaked out. He walked out to the mound. And through a first pitch, and everyone lost their mind in that stadium. We felt whole again.
And it was rallying around a familiarity of sports, of the common culture of sports. George Bush became president after one of the most contentious elections of our lifetime, the hanging Chad recount against Al Gore. Okay, yet in that moment of 9-11, we understood that the guys running into the buildings weren't asking if you were a Republican or a Democrat. They were just trying to help humanity. That's what common cause is. And when we had common culture, which was late night shows we all watched, sports shows we all watched, movies we all watched, that was good for the country because we could put our political differences aside. Now you turn on an NFL game, they're like, white people are racist. Film at 11, you know, back after this, you know. End racism in the end zone. Oh, thanks. In a trillion-dollar league that's 80% black, we need to end racism. You clearly understand that the league's success is impossible if we are not so far beyond racism that you'd get called for a late hit were you to make that play out of bounds, okay? Give me a break, dude. Unsportsmanlike conduct to accuse us of racism when it comes to our support for the NFL. But shut up and move on, okay? You go to the movies now and you watch the Oscars, And instead of unplugging, every Oscar speech is a reminder to plug in your electric car. It's a, you know, a contest to see who can scream the loudest about how we should be building bridges and not walls. And everyone doing the screaming goes home to their houses that are surrounded by walls. Democrats are so full of crap. Seriously, is any Hollywood star that says build bridges and not walls, do any of them have a, a bridge onto their property for strangers? The answer would be no. Weird. Weird. But that's what all of this, all of it, all of this self-righteousness, all of this moral superiority of the left and cancel culture is. Okay, Norman Lear, okay, was a liberal. A liberal made all in the family. A liberal made the Jeffersons. A liberal made Sanford and Son. And if Norman Lear made those shows today, liberals would cancel him. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. They would straight out cancel him. Get out of here and take your mother with you. That'd be it. Gone. But you understand that's the proof that society's compass is broken. Okay, the party has changed. The liberals were the party of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's who they were. And now they're the complete opposite. Okay, they won't have sex unless you take big farmers' drugs. Okay, that's the way it works now. And they're not too big on rock and roll because the lyrics are offensive. It's a really dumb time to be alive, and we miss the Norman Lear shows, just the same as we miss things like Blazing Saddles. They tried to make some type of a news, uh, a remake they were promoting over the summer. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere, but I'll be honest with you. Blazing Saddles was a phenomenal movie. It was the most wildly offensive thing you could ever do, and the language would get you fired from pretty much every job in society today. Comedy, comedy that was just there to make you feel better about the long shift you worked or the you know expensive bill you had to pay or the you know thing that didn't go your way. Or even on the days it did go your way. You still wanted to laugh. Why? Because laughing is the best thing you can do with your life. There's that. I mean, honestly, I'll give it to you in any order you want. Laughing, food, and a thing you might do with a member of the opposite sex. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. Okay. And that maybe even the same sex if that's how you roll. I don't care. I love it when you talk dirty. Okay. It doesn't matter. I do whatever you do. Okay. Just don't pull a Hamas. You know what I'm saying? You know, Hamas is having more sex than any of us, but uh, let's be honest. (laughs) Not the best. Not always involving a same sex or an opposite sex. Well, technically, it might be an opposite sex, but not the same species if you're picking up what I'm putting down in the back of that cave. (laughs) But when you get up out of bed every day, you have a job description. I'm going to fight crime. I'm a cop. I'm going to put out fires. I'm a fireman. I'm a long-haul trucker. 
you know, crossing guard. I'm a teacher. I sell meth outside of an elementary school. That's what you're probably doing if you listen to this show. Uh, the point is that job description is not your life description. Your life description is you're in the fun business. You are in the fun business, dude. That's the only point of being alive. And we're so missing the ball on that. That's why I wrote a book. Like, I actually wrote a book trying to help because I'm stupid. Because <laughs> I'm young. And I'm not young, but for this industry, yeah, I'm, I'm probably young. But because I care. Like, I'm young to the business, okay? I want to use the platform to have an impact on society and kind of force everybody to downshift into second gear instead of trying to kill us, kill each other all day. You got to notice that the world isn't getting better. It's getting worse in every way. It doesn't mean it has to continue as is. But the point is, in order for it to change, we all have to learn to go back to just enjoying each other. And we have to learn to agree to disagree. Remember that phrase? I will agree to disagree. Uh, nice guy will agree to disagree. This is getting a little contentious. Let's agree to disagree because I don't want to get in a fight with this guy that I know is a nice guy. We just disagree on the idea. We don't do that now. Now it's, oh, you disagree? Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That guy disagrees with me? He should be behind bars. Lock him up. Fire him from his job. No vaccine? Whoa, 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 whoa. Never mind that the people who pushed the vaccine said it didn't work on the campaign trail. Don't we just forget that part. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. So you understand they told you on the campaign trail, who the hell is going to take this thing? What are you nuts? No way. OK, and then they got into office. And what's the first thing they did? They mandated that you take it. After also saying that they wouldn't mandate it. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it be mandatory. Wait, well, what? What the hell is going on here? But the reason they get away from that stuff is we now fight each other harder than we fight our common enemies. You dig? That's the problem with cancel culture. That's the problem with weaponized censorship. That's the problem with getting away from comedies like the ones the late great Norman Lear made. They brought us together. Now, most of the art forms you consume in this world are an exercise in driving us apart. That's why I'm telling you this show exists as a giant middle finger to anyone anywhere that wants to tell us what to do. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Diamond Dave Landau in a minute. But we're talking to Jim right now in Galva, Illinois. Yo, Jim. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, buddy. Uh, were you watching Archie back in the day? Were you watching that All in the Family? Yeah, yeah Archie Bucker. We loved that show, and especially the ones around uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh-oh. Edith would always serve the meal. Uh-huh. And Archie would say, don't you have any cranberries? And she'd go to the kitchen and get them and bring him the cranberries, and they were real ones. Uh-huh. And Archie would say, oh, come on. He says, don't you have the real ones that come in a can? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that Mike always liked that line. Well, I got to be honest with you, Jim. 
Uh, when you told us you were going to quote Archie Bunker on the air, we did get the delay button ready just in case he used one of his other lines. But the point is, those lines were said in jest, and I think you'd agree really quickly that we just need more of that, right? Yep. Yep. Thank you. We need to lighten up a little bit. Thank you. Well said. Jim, you should run for president. We we, we need somebody. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. That's (laughs) right for me. Well, listen, I I thought your first campaign appearance was going well until you said, I don't know. All right, fair enough. Uh, But thank you for the Archie quote. We love you, Jim, and you have a great weekend, my man. Dennis is in Salisbury, Vermont. I'm trying to get to as many of you as I can. Dennis. Jimmy, it's arguable that Norman Lear's expert lampooning of bigotry probably did as much or more than any marches or legislation in driving bigotry out of acceptance. And, uh, you know, I've got this, I've got this um, idea that an updated version Lear might show uh, about a bigot who comes home from his job digging tunnels under the Gaza Strip and complains to his wives and daughters how the Jews he never sees during his day have ruined it by existing. Well, yeah, if you they could were... call it, God. They could call it. They could call it Allah in the family. Oh man, Dennis, you still got it, Dennis. Uh, well, I, I was going to say if it was about yeah anti-Semitism, you could call it all in the Ivy League. You know, and it would work out. Uh, Really crazy stuff. But if you watch those shows, you were better off for watching them because we just laughed. And I think you made a great point, Dennis, is that laughing at that sort of behavior kind of cartooned it out of existence. And nowadays, you're just just crying it as hate speech. And the people doing it are the hate-filled people. It's really backwards. But I appreciate you sharing your sentiments as always. Your call was worthy. Have a great weekend. Diamond Dave Landau on deck. We're going to talk about Norman Lear. We're going to talk about America. Obviously, we're going to get into the Hunter Biden stuff. Because me and Diamond Dave do a lot of breaking news. We're comedians. That's what we do. We're just, you know, standing in goal. Life takes shots on goal. We got to react. We got to block them. We got to have a joke. So pack the foil because we are playing some old style hockey with Diamond Dave Landau when we come back on Fox Across America. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Back in action, fired up to talk to this next guest, a man you can see in Syracuse this weekend, right by the Dinosaur Barbecue. And, of course, December the 15th at the Irving out in Indianapolis. Another hot one. Uh, We're talking about a hot guy, comedy sexiest man, Diamond Dave Landau. Hey, Snookums. Hey, baby. How are you? You're now better now. You're always good for morale. And uh, we were having a pretty heartfelt conversation about Norman Lear before you chimed in. Uh, and showed, like, you know, all in the family and everything else. And believe me, it wasn't a sad conversation. It was just, it was like a sad commentary on where we are as a country that we don't have mainstream comedy as debauched as Norman Lear shows. It really is very sad. And I mean, 101 years old, you know, fentanyl's just getting everybody now. <laughs> at, a, at an age when most people are just getting ready to run for president as a Democrat, fentanyl you know, snuffed just... that life out. <laughs> <laughs> Could, couldn't believe his chute didn't open. <laughs> Apparently there's a, a typo in the book, 101 Ways to Do It. Uh, yes, <laughs> Fell off a Ducati going twice his age. <laughs> I, I, Go ahead. I, no, I, I, I say, obviously, joke, because I, I love Norman Lear's shows. I mean, you're looking at somebody who put together All in the Family, 
he put together. I mean, Sanford and Son at yeah. a time that that was extremely irreverent. Mm-hmm. Um, just the amount of stuff that he was able to put out. The Jeffersons, which is obviously a spinoff, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah. he had so many. And yeah, we don't have any of those mainstream comedies anymore. Every family is ish. Yeah, it's just something followed by the word "ish." <laughs> so true. Uh, or I mean, it's a show, a cooking channel show, where they make like uh, the one where you know children cook. Yeah. For the grown-ups, and for some reason, they're allowed to tell the kids how awful they are. <laughs> <laughs> while while si- while as long as they're cooking with cage-free chicken, cage-free eggs. It's of like, course. Well, yes. the, well, the the chickens are treated fabulously. The kids, not so much. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Children, the children will be degraded by a top chef <laughs> because they're seven years old and this is their first time touching a stove. That's what television <laughs> is now. We just bring in British people to yell at us. That's what American society has become. We're just a, it's a thinly veiled dominatrix. We're just getting treated like hell at every turn, and. I think that's where you, uh, the loss of Norman Lear hits us the hardest is we used to be able to laugh at ourselves. And uh, we can. You and me can. Our fans can. Thankfully, it's out there. But I think the collective can't because I think what happened is when, you know, you started to censor comedy and you started to censor other things like music and movies and make sure they hit diversity quotas and everything else, you're narrowing the lanes of cre- creativity. I think that's the biggest thing. That's why Colbert sucks is because if half of the country is off limits as a punchline, you know, you eventually run out of targets to shoot at. Oh, you absolutely have. And if you look at a show like All in the Family, which I think was an original show, you need to have an American spirit behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Biden killed that. <laughs> well, he's, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's there There was this idea, though, where you could punch it yourself and somebody could watch what they thought was a reflection of American society on TV. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we're not allowed to see the real Americans anymore on the mainstream shows. And yeah. that's what's heartbreaking is. You used to watch it because you you related to that guy or like, you know, an Al Bundy, even though yeah. it was different. But that yeah. was kind of a play on that. Yeah, it know? was a regular guy. The The only time now, honestly, you'd see like a, a chubby middle-aged white guy in a commercial is if he is marketing women's spandex. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, it's a Victoria's Secret ad, and he also has vitiligo. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to see a middle-aged white guy in a commercial if he's marketing female products to you. And that's – we broke the compass, man. It's true. Either that or he's a villain of some kind or oh, yeah. the dumbest person on planet Earth, that's which was fine. We were all right being the stupid husband and then having the strong female wife. That was always something yeah. – and you didn't write them in, though, to be strong. You weren't like, this is the strong female perspective. It was just – She's not an idiot, and she sees what the guy's doing wrong, like a lot of our wives do. Fair. We're talking to Diamond Dave Landau. But now you're right to say it is funny. If you look at a white guy in a commercial, he's just there to screw things up. Oh, he's just ruined everything, and somebody has to come, and this is the cleaner. <laughs> oh, white guy. <laughs> Would you, what, do you go to church or something? Come on, white guy. <laughs> How did you get this job? You must have got it 20 years ago and no one noticed. <laughs> you still have it. <laughs> it's so funny. It is. It, I, 
it's but it's it's that's very that's very much now. That is very much now times. And I you know, that's where that's where the other thing about Norman Lear is, you know, one of the stars of all in the family uh, played a character by the name of Meathead. Uh, who brought us great joy in that sitcom has kind of gone in the opposite direction too, you know. Like Norman Lear, yeah. Norman Lear was a liberal, but the party changed, uh, you know, in, in a way that he couldn't make that show today in the modern Democratic well, so is, Party. Correct. So was Carol O'Connor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Think about that. Carol O'Connor was not Archie Bunker. He was the opposite of Archie Bunker. They were kind of mocking it. We had a caller earlier say that 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 a show like All in the Family did more to combat like dopey racist behavior than any of the culture wars being fought right now because just laughing at it and realizing how out of touch it is with like mainstream decency is what ultimately made it go away you know comedy has a superpower to help but it doesn't work if it's mixed with activism well it doesn't work if it's forced and there's ways to go about it like when Sammy Davis Jr came on the show and they go to take a picture with Archie and Sammy realizes the funniest thing to do is kiss him on the cheek yeah yeah <laughs> that cha- it changes culture without it being cuz you still get the Archie Bunker reaction Archie doesn't go mm-hmm. Archie isn't all of a sudden turned on and then it just changes the whole scene <laughs> this you this, know, this it, isn't it, your this isn't a film in your search history to be clear <laughs> You know, it's not like today where yeah, Artie would have or Archie would have fresh new feelings, but <laughs> it, it, it was a moment that showed that like, oh, these everybody can kind of joke around and be the same and be a part, you know, be in on the joke and realize, oh, we're not that different in a time where racial tensions, I would say, were you know really at their highest. Yep, I mean, I think or about close it. to it. Oh, yeah, it was definitely more divided then. I mean, if you think back to the 70s, okay, that's when Joe Biden was still leading the charge against integrated school buses. You know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last thing he wanted was, uh, was a segregated system that involved yeah. interracial schooling. The famous quote, this is Joe Biden, the guy who's the champion of tolerance and inclusion, the guy who eulogized a Klan member named Robert Byrd. I don't want my kids going to school in a racial jungle. That's the guy who got to run for office by saying, if you have a, you know, you can't choose between me and Trump, you're not black. I mean, my God. <laughs> He's Archie Bunker. Joe Biden is Archie Bunker in real life. Carol O'Connor was not. Joe Biden is. I think even Archie Bunker would be like, let's slow down a little. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little a little too far. Yeah, you, you know, you look at, you know, Rob Reiner who played Meadhead who brought a spinal tap and mm-hmm. then uh, made the McDonald's commercial Bye Bye Love. Mm-hmm. Um and then went on to do terrible things. Uh <laughs> you know, he was somebody on the show who I don't know for some reason has shifted so much, but like you said at that time, it, he was sort of the yeah mocking that mocking the people who were in charge, and yeah. that's something you don't really see anymore because he's mocking the people who are also outdated, or mm-hmm. he was kind of mocking like the the idea of those thoughts that weren't you know yeah. relevant as, as they once were, and you just don't see that anymore because. Every new, you know, Rob Reiner and Sally Struthers, they were kind of the idea of the new age person on that show. They were the people who had these progressive thoughts and they weren't that progressive. Yeah. It was it, it, by today's standards. No, no, no way. I mean, that's that's the point. I mean, the standard has changed so much, like for real, for real, that 
if Obama ran for president on the platform he ran on in 08, he'd be considered a right-wing strongman, okay? He ran on, yes. yes, we can. And the Democratic platform now is you can't. You need the government or you're screwed. Like if, they, if Obama ran for president right now and yes, we can, they'd be calling him a half-white guy. The Democrats would be like, who's this? You can because you're half-white. Check your privilege. That, and it's changed <laughs> fast. It's crazy. Absolutely. Well, you have somebody like Vivek, you know, running, uh, running, and people are saying, well, the problem is, is we'll just never elect a minority president. And it's like, are you the stupidest person on earth? <laughs> <laughs> and we no, no, we are. Listen, we are a country that embraces the first. We had the first black president. Then we had the first president with dementia. I mean, the Democrats are, you know, they're breaking thresholds. We're also going to be the first president to force him to run again. Yeah, I know. The poor guy. It's like a Biden being president. It's like, do you remember the old David Brenner line? He has a line where he's like, you know, you know, eventually you get to an age where you just, you know, you don't feel like lying to your kids. And they're like, Dad, they're like, how do they train the bears to ride uh, the tricycles at the circus? He's like, oh, it's easy. They nail their feet to the pedals and they beat yeah. the <laughs> out of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the old shimmel joke. <laughs> a shimmel joke, then fine. I thought it was better. Yeah, 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 they yeah, nail yeah. their feet to the pedals and they beat the ass out of them. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like they're selling fish fillets here. Are these the acts that mess up? Uh, <laughs> the Sea World. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, it really is. It's it's. We're at a time where I like at least with Obama, uh, there was a thing called hope. So yeah. you, at least you saw a sign that said it. <laughs> and now when my son's like, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I'm like, oh, son, shut up. <laughs> Come on, kid. <laughs> You're eight. Get, get it together. Little... The only reason why I take you to school is because I have to run errands. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Diamond Dave Landau. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about the year 2023 because it was such a great year for the world. Yes. I mean, it's, it's probably, probably our best. <laughs> you know, it's so sad, though. Uh, in five years, we might consider it our best. You know, just at the trajectory <laughs> we're going on. Like, man, I, I wish the good old days, you know, when the colleges were plagued with anti-Semitism. We were on the brink of World War Three. You know, those were the days. Oh, remember that? Gays for Palestine? Boy, <laughs> they were way off on that, eh? <laughs> Boy! They sure did blow that one. Cow, you know, cows for McDonald's. Man, they really missed the mark. Did they ever? Did, did they ever? I don't know how they got that one wow. home. But one of the one of the 2023 options available to us uh, was the new. Uh, there was the GOP primary, which is, of course was leading into the you know the upcoming just weeks away primaries in Iowa and well, Iowa's a caucus. We'll have primaries in, in New Hampshire. Uh, it would appear going into 2024, it's Trump's race to lose in the Republican Party. We know there's you know a lot of moving parts. Who knows where it goes? But the only thing I wanted to speak to about other candidates in the race is if somehow 2024 ends with the first female president being Republican and being Nikki Haley. Okay, as a comedian, as someone who knows about the fraud of identity politics, I do consider that the funniest punchline that could hit the world in 2024. I don't think anything could be funnier because if if the first female president is a Republican, the liberal heads exploding, number one. But number two, the fact that they will get exposed for not celebrating her, because, as you know, if the first female Republican is a liberal, uh, excuse me, the first female president is liberal. We're going to have mandatory forced crying sessions every day at 3 p.m. just to acknowledge how magnificent it is. 
Yeah, you're just going to get hair dye in the mail that's filled with a vaccine. <laughs> if the first female president is liberal, you will never go to a public event again. I mean, a sporting event, a movie, anything where large groups gather, it will begin with a symbolic glass ceiling shattering. Every single event. They will commemorate the first female president for every day of her president if she's a liberal. If she is a Republican, the first female president, can you imagine the level of hatred and vitriol for this woman? Oh, it's going to be off the rails. It's like you said, if it was liberal, you'd be going to a football game where half the team were women and they'd ask you to kneel for your national anthem. (laughs) But it's... If, but yeah, if it's going to be Republican, it, because it's going to be amazing. That's that's what's actually great about the whole year of identity politics uh-huh. is it proves how fraudulent everybody has been. That's also what's going on with the Israel-Palestine thing, and it just it's exposing people for who they really are. Mm-hmm. So now you have to be like, yeah, go girl, I'm pro woman. Uh-huh. I think women are the most important, unless it's you know a, a, a guy, but whatever. <laughs> but it's like I think women are the most important. Well, that- it's like, okay, well, we have one. Uh, she's just conservative. and it, 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 yep. just, Oh, no. It's just going to be that Patton Oswalt-looking woman meme <laughs> with the yellow hat screaming <laughs> <laughs> for, for four straight years. Well, that's what they're going to tell you. They're going to say we haven't broken the glass ceiling yet because the first female president didn't have a penis. That's what they're going to tell you. She's not a real woman. She doesn't have a penis. What are you talking about? That's what the left's going to say. This is insane. We, we saw her lose a boxing match to a lady with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. If really any, if any Republican candidate really wants to win, yep, they just have to become a woman. Yep, we're doing it all wrong. If Nikki Haley needs to step aside and endorse Caitlyn Jenner, stats. Oh, it's, I think it's her, her best move. <laughs> I, Get her on the phone, Mikey. But now you've made a point that I now want her to win. Yeah. I now 100% of course. Nikki Haley's corner just as a comic. It's killing me because it'll be the greatest thing that could ever happen to this country because it also ends the argument about identity politics and misogyny, and it ends with them getting handed the loss. They get hand, and it would be the funniest thing. You, it would be better than anything, and better, better than anything. Uh, but, uh, you know, a second best would see Di- Diamond Dave in Syracuse this weekend or December 15th at the Irving. I miss you already, Sweet Cheeks. I miss you. <laughs> we'll talk. I'll see you over the weekend. Be well. The great you Diamond too. Dave. There he goes. There we go. Back after this. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep. Rousey, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America. We are Texas bound and flying. Texas Music City, right there in Tyler. If you pre-order my book uh, and bring a receipt, you will get an autographed insert. Hey, girl. Uh, Joining me now to close the week in style, rather briefly, Michael in Tallahassee, Florida. Michael! Hello, Jimmy. Thank you so much for talking about Norman Lear. Oh, my gosh. What a, a talent, a creator of some of the best. He's the original uh, must-see TV. Yes, You know, he is. All in the Family, the Jeffersons, Maud. Yep. Oh, my gosh. You, you couldn't miss any of those shows. They were so fantastic. No, the only way you'd find a show today called All in the Family is if it was on an adult website. 
You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, hey, I got an answer for you. Nikki Haley just needs to become Nick Haley. Come on. I mean, it was right there. Nick Uh, Haley. Go ahead. Nick Haley. Love it. Hey, buddy, so you're going to Texas. I want to know. What is your what? What are you making a beeline for? What kind of food are you making a beeline for in Texas? Oh, it's all barbecue, sweet cheeks. Nothing but barbecue. Ah. Uh, will I be in oh. Bucky's tomorrow morning eating half of the? Yeah, I'll eat every sandwich they sell the Bucky's Club. But tomorrow is my day to unplug, and it's going down, Michael. So, all right, that's keep, what I want to hear, my man. Keep the phone that on. Is the place for barbecue. Thank you, girlfriend. Have a big weekend, Michael. I'll check in if we need bail money. Uh, the show is over. Check me out on the five today, filling in for Greg Gutfeld, East Texas. I am coming your way. Buckle up, Buttercup. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.